0: Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays,
1: and I'm Hillhouse from the Internet <laughs> Sensation YouTube channel, Good Games and Good Vibes.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going to put every take that it took us to just do that intro. But no,
1: no, we can't do there that. There
0: we go. Okay. Um, So this week in gaming um, was actually kind of a lull in uh, news. We were getting a lot of uh, resurgence of news once everyone started to realize that the country was shut down and that people needed to start being a little bit more transparent with what was actually going on and what... Different brands were looking forward to releasing in the future. Yes, because everyone started to kind of realize that E3 was not going to really be a thing. So there's no point waiting to announce things. So there was a lot of news the last month, but last week I felt like there was a little lull because it's like all these big developers kind of ran out of things to talk about. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot. Big guns out.
1: Yeah, there really wasn't a lot. I mean, there was a few things here and there that were kind of cool, but nothing major like what's been going on, like you said. Yeah, no scandals, nothing. Well, there is a scandal out there. There is
0: some, but we're going to wait till (laughs) next week to talk about that. Yeah. Um,
1: Because there's just so much shit happening with that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So look forward to that in a few days. (laughs) Um, But yeah, as far as news goes, um, it's just some like scattered information. Um, Nothing like horrible. So uh, just... Get ready to sit back and listen to a show about uh gaming news that probably won't frustrate you. So, if you're if you're highly stressed right now, yeah. don't worry, this isn't going to this isn't going to stress you out. And and um, also
1: other random <laughs> BS.
0: Other random bullshit, yeah. Um so as far as games we played in the last week, um I did not play anything new once again. Um I have had so much trouble getting back into the grind of work. Slash and also balancing everything that has to do with my life. Yeah. And um, so I haven't really delved into anything new. There are some games that I've been thinking about jumping back into. Um, I've been thinking about getting back into Red Dead Redemption 2 since I left that game very
1: early in it. I kind of thought about the same thing uh, because it is free on Game Pass right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it, it just made me think about it again. And I was like, that game is still ridiculously beautiful and that game still is very well designed and i was just like i might just jump back into it this week or something so i'm gonna have to set aside some time to download the 100 gigabyte file and uh, then two days later i might play it
1: (laughs) yeah exactly i'll probably play um, it in a week (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ
0: but yeah um there was a new event in overwatch started so i played a little bit of that um What's so funny is i hadn't played overwatch in so long i forgot that echo was a thing <laughs> i yeah. kept thinking it was a tracer that was flying up in the sky i was like what what the hell is this now, thing that's like all over my screen they already
1: nerfed echo cuz you know, i don't know because it seems i wasn't like she's up not with the as good news on
0: overwatch when i wasn't playing
1: cuz i've played a little bit but it just seems like she's not as good as she was uh maybe even 3 weeks ago you know what i mean because there was times right. when I was rage quitting because it was just like, holy crap, you can't get past this this person. You know, it's just nuts. But, you know, lately, uh, maybe it's just because everybody's kind of figured out her timing. I don't know. But but yeah, it's uh, it, it seems to be much easier to play against Echo than it was before.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, she has some really easy counters. Oh, yeah. And she is still very squishy. She's still a damage hero. Oh, um, yeah. You can still knock her out pretty easy if you focus her, but and a good roadhog can
1: hook her and just annihilate her,
0: right? Because she has no way of getting away from that besides you know flying and hoping the roadhog doesn't know how to Aim. hook something in the air. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder than just a linear plane. Oh, when yeah. you're trying to hook something that's moving on all axes. Um, but yeah, um, I was I was really surprised when I was playing games against Echo because I was like. I, I totally forgot this hero existed. <laughs> but um no, there's some good games. I like the uh I like the uh, new skins that they have in the event. Oh, it's yeah. a pretty fun event. And what else did I play? I played Warzone and I played Warzone with you. We both played Warzone. Yep. And uh Very that true. is coming to an end soon. Uh by the time this posts, that season of Warzone might be over um i think it only has five days left so um we will have another episode recorded by that time but it will be over by the next episode yeah um so yeah that's coming to an end so i'm trying to grind that out and uh
1: so let's change it up so how about about this new season of warzone holy crap dude we're gonna seem (laughs) current now we're gonna seem current (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, that's what we got to do next episode. Next episode, we got to be like, man, so it's been 48 hours of the new season of Warzone. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, no, as of right now, it still has a few days left. Um, it's still, it's, I think it's a pretty cool battle pass. Um, I did not play. I'm comparing it to things like uh, Apex Legends and Fortnite and other things that are you know $10 for a battle pass and what do you actually get from what you grind out Versus how much effort you have to put in to actually get those items. I think the Call of Duty one is actually super easy because I don't feel like I've played it that much. And I'm already almost to level 100, which is crazy. Um, Yeah, you've moved up
1: pretty damn quick, dude.
0: Yeah, and at the same time, something like Fortnite takes a long time to get to level 100. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I remember Apex was horrendous how slow I was moving up on it. Maybe they've changed it. I haven't played Apex Legends in a long time, but I remember I played during season two and I remember you'd play like 10 games and you were lucky to get like a level or two and <laughs> that is just ridiculously slow and yeah. I remember it was just like, why did I even buy the battle pass in that? Because it just it was way too many hours versus what you're actually getting and it was all yeah. just cosmetics anyway, so what's the point of making it move so slow? But I don't know. Um I guess we could we could talk a whole episode about the science of you know in-game purchases and battle passes, but Dude, let's not do that today.
1: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a whole other story. That's that's actually a, <laughs> a big part of the future that we're going to see. So yeah, we do need to talk about it someday.
0: Yeah, and it's it's getting pretty ridiculous. I guess here I go again, <laughs> saying we're not going to talk about something. And, and here is the it.
1: other random BS we mentioned at the beginning,
0: <laughs> because I'm saying that. It's getting to the point where it's turning into like uh, streaming services where before it was like, hey, get Netflix so that you can cut your cable bill from $200 a month to $10 a month. Yeah. And then now fast forward. uh, Yes, you don't have cable, but you also have six different streaming services and they all equal like 60 bucks. Yes. uh, Together. And Netflix is no longer $10 and <laughs> all this other stuff is going on. And then it's getting to the point where you're almost thinking it's mirroring what the old product was. Yeah. In the same sense, it's like, Hey, buy the $60 game. And then Fortnite comes out and it's like, Hey, this is a free game. Of course, I, I shouldn't totally discredit, uh, player unknown battlegrounds, but like, here's a free game and, uh, it's absolutely free. You don't have to pay a dime for it. You can completely play it for free, yep. but if you want all this stuff, you can pay $10 for all these unlockables that you have to earn. And it becomes almost like a it, it's a service that you pay for for the items, but it still is 100% cosmetic. So yes. it's not quite as bad as it sounds because, truth be told, you don't have to have any of it. If you actually have enough fun playing yeah, you really don't free-to-play games without cosmetics it's fine it's just it preys on people who like shiny things exactly and <laughs> and yeah. it, it and it puts the shiny things in front of your face a lot so because at the same time
1: um, even without you know buying all that crap and and buying the extra little doodads, you can get the extra outfits or whatever looks, whatever it may be, you know, even without that, you're still going to get a few skins. You're still going to win some, you know, you're going to, you're going to get some for as rewards. It's just going to happen. But, you know, it's, you're absolutely right. It's so not worth all that, you know, but unfortunately that's, we're a consumer, you know, society, dude, that's what we do. We consume things. And, And when you see it, you want it because like you said, it's shiny. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: So it gets to the point where I I do dabble in paladins, in Fortnite, and now Call of Duty. Yes. And all those games have battle passes. So that could be like thirty dollars a month for just, you know, cosmetics. <laughs>
1: yeah. <that's laughs> if I true. wanted
0: to. Um I don't play Apex Legends, but I have played it before. Um I don't put it in a tier of games that I would buy a battle pass for, but I know there are people that would. Yeah. Um I know Rocket League is also really popular with a Battle Pass. Now, Rocket League is a funny one. That's a paid game. You pay yeah. for that game and it has a Battle Pass. Yeah. Um, but so is so is Call of Duty in a sense, but there's also a free uh, game mode where you don't have to pay for the game. So that's a little bit different. Um, what else is really popular with Battle Passes? On console, because obviously Battle Passes have made their way over to... Um, Uh, Cell phone games and iOS and Android games like crazy because once they realized that they could make you subscribe, yeah. (laughs) Because before it was, let's get these people addicted enough to this uh, uh, mobile game so that they fork over a hundred dollars for virtual currency just to, I don't know, get a character skin or something. So that only works so much. Like that is for the like one out of a hundred gullible people. But Battle pass is tempting for mobile apps because once you like put your thumbprint on there and you put it into your subscriptions and it automatically um, charges your card every time there's a battle pass. Like that's where they really get you because oh, yeah. they want you to forget about the game, but they still get paid for it. Um, so that's a, that's a totally different issue. But as far as console battle passes go, um, I named some of the big ones. What am I missing? Obviously, sports games have it too, right? I don't play sports games, but doesn't things like 2K also? I have? think
1: 2K has that, yes. And I, of course, think, they, don't call, uh, they don't
0: call them battle passes. What do they call them? <laughs>
1: uh, seasons passes or something?
0: Season passes, which is funny because season passes used to mean something else. It used yeah. to mean that you got all the DLC. So yeah, um, that's crazy. It's um, nuts,
1: dude. It it, but it's the way things are gonna be you know there's nothing you can yeah, do about it yeah that's
0: what's scary um, now this is a new this is a piece of news that i didn't put in my notes but there was some information released about the new avengers game that's coming out which yeah. basically admitted that it was going to be a service paid service game and that turned a lot of people off to it um it, it still has really interesting looking gameplay but, um, the team that's developing the game basically came out on Twitter and said that they're reworking some stuff and reevaluating some decisions they've made. And, um, that I'm not sure if that's saying that they're gonna not make it a paid service game, which it's probably not true, it probably is still gonna remain paid service. But it has to be a game that's fun enough to play for free, yeah, for you to even bat an eye at it, you know, exactly. So, Exactly. I think there's a lot of people that are worried that it's not going to have any story in the game. That it's just going to be, hey, here's all these 100 skins for the Incredible Hulk, you know? Because we can have 100 colors on our color dial, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's just it's on the rise, and the more games are released, there's going to be more and more. And, yep. uh, yep. I have to admit that I'm very skeptical of Call of Duty's Battle Passes. Um, because I was talking with my brother-in-law about it and I was saying that the problem with Call of Duty Battle Passes is I know that they're going to forget about this service when the next game comes out, you know? And they have yearly games. So if you have four Battle Passes per year, that's it. Because come Battle Pass 5, they're already focusing all their efforts on whatever the new Call of Duty is. Yeah, I guess that's what's scary to me. I guess I wish that I could know that the effort I'm putting into Warzone is somehow going to carry over to whatever the version of Warzone is in the next game. You get what I'm saying? But I know it's not. (laughs) And the other reason I know it's not is I know that Activision has multiple different teams working on these. It's not just one team working on a Call of Duty game every year that they have all these different teams doing the different lines of games, you know? Yeah. So compatibility is not...
1: Yeah, I mean, and is it is it worth that much? You know, as far as paying for all that stuff, is it worth that much? What you've paid for the game and the battle passes, you know, in order to one year later, you're just going to buy another game. So, is it worth paying for all that extra crap?
0: Right. That's the bottom line. I, I think what's funny is Call of Duty is a little bit more obvious that it's a problem because of the fact that you know that the life of those games is very limited. You yeah. were telling me that people still play the last Black Ops game. Oh, yeah. But um, I, I hardly see people playing that, you know, when you go to your friends list and see what games they're all in. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, It's always yeah. the current Call of Duty. And once the next one comes out, it'll be that one. It'll be that one. Know?
1: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely so. right. You know, I see some people playing, you know, like uh, you've got people like Spencer, who every once in a while, you're going to see him on, uh, on um, Battlefield 1. You know, because uh, that's the one he likes that's the most accurate, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and and sometimes I see some people on some of them older, older games, you know, uh, not necessarily Call of Duty. But yeah, you're right. You're right, man. It's that's all you're going to see when this next one comes out, which, you know, I'm glad you're doing a store a little tidbit about that because it looks really interesting.
0: Yeah, um, let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, There has been some rumors slash uh, small leaks about the next Call of Duty game, which is supposedly confirmed to be called Cold War. Yeah. Um, If you look at the images of it, they're clearly made in Photoshop from previous Call of Duty games. So that's what makes it look kind of fake. But actual developers have confirmed that it's going to be called Cold War. So... Although the images online look seriously shopped, uh, which they are, the actual name of the game has been confirmed um, and I believe it's going to be... Which line of games was it going to be in? Have you heard that? I thought it was going to be uh, like
1: Black Ops lines. I I think it was supposed to be in the uh, um, uh, Call of Duty... Is it the uh, same
0: team that did World War
1: II? Uh, that I don't know. But but my understanding is it's not in the one that we're in now.
0: Yes. Okay, so it is technically going to be called Black Ops Cold War. Yeah. So it is in the Black Ops series. So that's interesting. <laughs> because yeah. it wouldn't have to be a time period. The question is, is it going to be set in a time period or are they just using that name? You know?
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good question, dude. I mean, I, it might like, be, <laughs> I I mean, are they known to do historically accurate pieces?
0: No, uh, no,
1: maybe. See, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean,
0: <laughs> older call of duties were like, it, it could be from a whole bunch era. of different
1: angles, man. <laughs> if it's, if it's the actual cold war, I mean, you're talking about a long, a long time and a lot of history. So yeah. Yeah, and it they could, got a lot of it Russian could very stuff well be spanning, you know, Warzone stuff. They could have a story that spans, you know, a you know, it'll have to jump a few years here and there, but they could have a story that spans the 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 gist the whole time of,
0: period, and then yeah. add the Black Ops into it, right?
1: Yeah, and then lead into that, yeah, because they they did say that from here on out, all of their stories, whether it's on the um uh, the uh, modern warfare side or on the Black Ops side, that all of their stories were going to tie into each other. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to kind of see how they do that now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's just crazy because I, I mean, I, I guess I'm glad that it's Black Ops because at least, yeah. as I was saying, Black Ops is kind of faded away, in my opinion. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense for them to have another one. But there's talk about there going to be Easter eggs for Cold War inside of Warzone. So that's also interesting is where it's, I guess if you're just a Call of Duty fanboy and you just live and breathe Call of Duty, uh, I guess you don't care too much about the games constantly releasing and constantly having to move your entire squad over to (laughs) a new game every uh, year. But if you're not into that, um, I guess you could just have an allegiance to a certain line. So I I don't know, maybe Black Ops fans are excited about this more than you know a standard Call of Duty fan. But as far as I know, most people really like Modern Warfare, even Black Ops fans. So I think it's been the most well received game that Call of Duty has released in at least like four years, maybe more. Um, because I feel like since Infinite Warfare, <laughs> Call of Duty has been getting yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. They really did.
0: Basically, all the compliments to Call of Duty after Infinite Warfare was, at least it's not Infinite Warfare, and it's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> not like it's a great game. And um, when Modern Warfare came out, I felt like uh, there was this like new sense of, hey, this is actually a good game. From a game standpoint, it's not yeah. just it's not just Call of Duty trying to not be Infinite Warfare, <laughs> which yeah, I it's, felt like it's, every other an, title since Infinite Warfare was that, you They
1: know? they kind of changed it up. You know, if you think about it, they they kind of changed the way to do some things. I mean, but they yeah, they did an excellent job with this game. But to me, it seems yeah. like they've they've kind of reset the bar, I guess is what I was looking for for battle yeah. royales and for this type of game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll probably, if there's any more information released by next week, we'll talk more about it on the next episode. Yeah. As far as we know right now, uh, they've just released the name. We know it's in the black ops series and it's black ops. Cold war has been officially teased, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, the, upcoming releases that we have to talk about um, an interesting one is Sirius Sam 4 yeah it's coming out in August 2020 as a stadia exclusive and it's not just stadia it's stadia and PC but it seems like stadia is which a lot of people are joking about this as much as stadia said it wasn't a console <laughs> stadia is basically treating itself as a console meaning it has console uh exclusivity to serious Sam four yeah. for I believe a year. And then it's going to be on PlayStation four and Xbox one.
1: Crazy. Um,
0: so Stadia finally has a exclusive title and it's a long time coming. Uh, once again, this is something else that should have been at launch, but you know, here we are. Um, <laughs> so they, they back a couple of months ago, got their free version of Stadia finally up. And now they finally have an exclusive title. So um, stage is starting to look like a actual business venture now. Looks like something you'd actually invest in. Um, <laughs> and this is really interesting because the question is, in the future, are they going to keep doing this, where they're going to buy st- studios and then release games or get exclusive rights to games, knowing that in the future it will be on other platforms, but just to have it exclusive for any time period, basically so that people even know what Stadia is. So um, you see Stadia ads all the time, but nothing is better than a game that people want to see streamed online or something. And they're like, hey, what's that game? And people are like, oh, this is a Serious Sam 4. And they're like, oh, cool. What can you get that on? And then that's when you see that it's only on Stadia and PC. And if you yeah. don't have a PC that could around it, you're like, hey, I have a Chromecast. I guess I could try Stadia for a month, you know? And that that's the way that it should work. But instead, they launched Stadia with no exclusives. And their flagship game was Destiny 2, which was already an old game that really nobody cared about. Like, <laughs> it was not something to brag about. And I think it was the most hilarious thing about the whole Stadia announcement was how much they acted like Destiny 2 was their big draw. You know, it's like, cool, you can play a game that you already beat. <laughs> but um, yeah, this, this is actually where Stadia needs to be is to have multiple exclusive titles. And it's a shame because even Apple has exclusive titles already on their Apple Arcade service. They launched... Quite a while ago now, I don't know what month they did, and when they launched, they had exclusive titles, and they've had more exclusive since then. And this, it's just not that crazy, and it just blows my mind how much Google effed up the launch of Stadia by just not having their shit together. And I don't understand why when when they released that first press conference where they first talked about Stadia and they were supposed to blow each everyone's minds about what Stadia was, <laughs> yeah. and they jumped the gun, and they told everyone when it was going to release. They shouldn't have told people when it was going to release. They should have allowed themselves the ability to delay it, to actually have exclusive titles, to actually have a beta period. Instead, they basically, I guess, realized that they were running out of time to have a beta, and so when it launched, they were like, okay, this kind of is our beta, And then that was a paid beta. (laughs) And then after that, they finally released the free version. And now, up in August, we have to wait till August, which is about three months from a year after it is launched to get an exclusive title. So, I don't understand. I feel like Stadia could have pulled some strings and had an actual launch here in the spring. And, of course, you can't predict the virus. But I think Stadia launching near the time that COVID uh, broke out Uh in the U.S. would have been way better if they had a free version and exclusive titles. People would have been like, I don't have to go to Walmart and buy a PlayStation or Xbox since we're stuck in the house. I can just sign up for the service for free and they'll send me a controller in the mail, you know? Or I can Bluetooth a controller to it. like Things like that making it easy for a user to use your service is what they needed to focus on. And I'm not saying that you have to extort the COVID-19 epidemic, but I'm saying that if they would have waited till the spring of 2020 with an actual launch, it would have been 100 times more successful. And it would be something that people would actually be talking about. And it's just sad that they used that. They used their brand. So like clumsily,
1: you know, it's, they really did. Yes. It's Google. It was Plus was not all smart. Over again. <laughs> yeah. It was not smart at all. It was not smart at all. I mean, it's, it, it, we've, we've discussed that at length, man. There's just so much that they could have done better.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. And that's, that's my stadia rant for the day. Um, I do have to but say, I went ahead and congrats. just purchased
1: serious Sam Four though. So I went ahead and I just purchased that for PC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, cool. While while we're
1: broadcasting? Yes, sir.
0: Okay, good. Um so is it still released in August on PC?
1: Yep. And I will be okay. playing so, it and doing a review of it then.
0: Yeah, come August we'll be talking about that. Um so let me get the nitty gritty out of the way of my news. Yep. Uh we already talked about Call of Duty World War. Yeah. World War. Cold, Cold War. War. <laughs> the original World <laughs> War One. It's World War OG. World War. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Last of Us 2. Um, this is actually very old news now because it was probably right after our last episode. Uh, last of Us 2 released images of their special editions. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're probably already up for pre-order. I would imagine since it comes out like less than a month from now. Um, they have a special edition console, which is interesting. Uh, it's a very subtle design to it. Um, it's not in your face like the Spider-Man one. It's not ridiculously in your face, like the death stranding one. Um, it's a very nice looking PlayStation four. If you didn't already have one, I think it would be a good one to own. If you wanted to have a PlayStation four, even though the new generation generations about to come out, um, but it's not something to like write home about. It's not something that would, you know, you'd replace your old PlayStation with. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a nice looking design. It says Last of Us Two on it. Uh, if you're just a crazy Last of Us Two fan like myself, or Last of Us fan like myself, um, it is also very tempting. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. But anyway, um, there's also some weirder promotions tied in. There is a Last of Us 2 official um, Seagate drive, an external drive for the PlayStation. That is really interesting. I've never seen that before. It has Last of Us 2 written on it, and it's it's pretty corny to have that, to say the least. So if you had your exclusive uh, PlayStation 4, then you have sitting on top of it this uh, external drive that says Last of Us 2 on it. It's just like... You must like Last of Us (laughs) 2. The other thing that will totally let all your friends that come over to your house know that you're obsessed with Last of Us 2 is you can be sporting the PlayStation official gold headset, which is also now branded with Last of Us (laughs) 2. So uh, it's it's interesting. Um, Usually there's just an exclusive console, an exclusive controller, and maybe a special edition of the game to get like a box and then there's usually like a you know a collector's edition of the game that comes with like a $200 bust or something in it. But this one also has the headset and the drive, meaning if you just wanted the exclusive hardware, you're probably being set back you know 600 to $650 for a console that's about to be irrelevant in 6 months. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. So for collectors, this is a really cool set for Last of Us 2 and I'm sure they're releasing it because they've probably had these designs sitting, you know, in the lab for quite a yeah. while now since Last of Us 2 has been rumored to be like about to release for about 6 months now. And um so it, yeah, it's it's not the designer's fault that uh the game's coming out so close to the end of the life uh span of the PlayStation 4, but uh, it, it's a cool, it's a nice looking set so like, if you got the money to throw around more power to you. I, d- I do have to say that I do like the last exclusive main console that we saw the Xbox's Gears of War one for Gears 5 was amazing looking, that one was dope um, I I do think this one looks better than the P colored controller that came with uh, Death Stranding but it, it is very subtle so if you like subtle, there you go um, let me see. The next piece of news is the Xbox OG, the original Xbox's servers, are going back up with um, Insignia servers. Um, have you heard about this? It's really weird. <laughs> so, a not Microsoft, but a third party is putting the original Xbox Live games back up, their servers. And... There's not been much information released about this, but I am very interested to follow up this next week with the legality of this <laughs> because we were talking about things like the original Battlefront getting its servers put back up because uh, GameSpy went down and that all those GameSpy server games don't have online servers anymore, so people have to step in and give them servers, basically. Um But to say that all of the live games on the original Xbox are going to have servers again is really crazy because to be honest, I don't know if that means Xbox games that are cross compatible with, with uh, the Xbox one or Xbox systems like in the original console. I think it's the original console because if you were to make servers for the current console, it would have to be compatible with the Xbox One, meaning you would have yeah. to go through Microsoft servers. Um, so, if it's a third party, that's going to be hard. But to do it on an old console is probably easier for a third party so. company to come up. Yeah. But at the same point, at the same time, you'd have to have a perfectly running original Xbox with you know. I mean, it's just harder to get the hardware. So it's very interesting that someone's going through the work of actually doing this. Well, so um, you're going to
1: be playing the games off of servers, right? Mm-hmm. Streaming it, or?
0: um, No, not playing the games off of servers. They're reopening the live servers, so I multiplayer. Got you, I got
1: you. Okay.
0: So, and, and the thing is, that's not something you really think about when you think about that generation of games, because that was the beginning of, of multiplayer online. (laughs) Like we're talking, that's when games from Xbox said live on the top to let you know that it was compatible or required online services. Because at the time, it was not common for every house to have internet, you know? And there's people that would not want to buy a console if they knew that it required internet. Remember, people were getting angry when the Xbox One came out even and it required internet <laughs> like today you can say that something requires internet like Stadia exists which is 100% internet but even 5-6 years ago it was crazy to tell the consumer that you expected them to have internet so way back on the Xbox OG there were select titles that had live services uh, through multiplayer and those are going back up through this insignia server, so it's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Okay, well, one thing that um, one thing that just came out. Uh, I was, you know, when I when I take my notes for stories, you know, through the week, I'll look at different things, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And if it updates, then I'm Of course, gonna read the newest story. And go ahead and report on that, or the newest uh, few of them, as far as you know if it's updated that quickly. Well, this one, I was I was getting my notes together and I was looking over some of the new news and uh, the newest news, and this is something that just came out, and I know a lot of people were wondering about this because we had talked, uh, I think, quite a few episodes back about the Borderlands movie uh, being in the works. Well, Kate Blanchett, um, it was just confirmed just a couple hours ago, really. That uh she is gonna be in the uh Borderlands film. There wasn't a rumor about it earlier in the month, so a lot of people were kind of whatever. But uh Lionsgate came out and they made it official um and said that Kate Blanchett is in. Uh apparently, um, you know, they're kind of guessing at who she's gonna play, but it looks like uh um People are, you know, kind of making their own little guesses as to, you know, which oh, character it's going to be. Assumptions yeah. On it. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um it doesn't exactly say, you know, in any of the stories who she has, has picked. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures of who they say that she's going to be. I, I can't remember the character's name, Uh, but yeah. It, it looks pretty spot on if you ask me, um, but I think they did a good choice. I think they picked somebody good for it. Uh, she's done a lot of cool movies and, and weird kind of stuff like this. So yeah. Anyway, that's my little thing on that. Kate Blanchett is in the borderlands movie. Um, one thing that you and I were talking about a while back was the G force now and all the problems that they were having with uh, game developers. Um and and whatnot you know removing their titles well it looks like nvidia is is kind of turning that around uh they came out with a statement and they said that the developers who use the nvidia geforce now service must now opt in to include all of their games on geforce now in order to to use it if now if they do not opt in then all their titles are going to be removed by may 31st um To me, this seems like a pretty strong response to what's been going on by NVIDIA. Um, And what it does to me also is it kind of gives me a sense that they have a lot of confidence in what their service is. Um, Everything that I was seeing about it when people were actually playing, they loved it because they were playing on older computers, streaming it or when the beta testers or whatever, and that it was – that it was beautiful. I mean, they were playing a, uh, basically a 4k game on a non 4k, you know, uh, system. So, uh, it was a good thing to have. So this tells me that they have that much confidence in their service, that they're going to be, um, that strong to say, you know, that from this point on, you have to opt in to be available on the service. If you're not opted in, then we're going to remove you. And, um, So basically what that's going to do is that's going to put in that whole, uh, that's going to, that's their, their answer to the argument about the whole licensing and you didn't ask for our permission kind of thing. Um, They're letting them know, look, you guys have to do this. And if you don't do it, then, you know, you're out of it and you can't use our service. So I think they're, they're doing good. They're protecting themselves. And uh, it'll be really neat to see um, what happens. Uh, and what they're predicting, though, is that yeah. it's going to be um, you're going to see less of people, you know, like Blizzard yanking uh, all their games out of there. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens by May 31st, <laughs> but uh, they and uh, Nvidia also um, came out with a, a, a list of titles that are no longer going to be accessible later in the week even after this. So, um,
0: any big ones,
1: uh, Sonic and Yakuza. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. That's the entire so franchise to too. Like,
0: so they don't have a relationship with Sega, I guess.
1: Apparently so. Hmm. And they're currently playable titles, but they're no longer going to be accessible. They said later this week. So yeah, man, uh,
0: now, that's interesting because there's supposed to be a big Sega announcement pretty soon. So, that could oh, coincide really? with that. That um, could.
1: They're very, there's they're a, very well could.
0: <laughs> the current rumor, as of today, is that Sega is... A lot of people are thinking it's a hardware thing. But it's really hard to believe that Sega wants to get back into the hardware business. Um Yeah but that's what the rumor is. So we'll we'll catch up on that next week, but it doesn't seem like coincidence that you named two Sega titles yeah. coming
1: off of it. So well, we'll the thing See if the, that develops. <laughs> the funny thing is too is and here's here's the thing that they lost or they're soon gonna lose um all of the games from Activision Blizzard, Bethesda, Capcom, Crytek, Konami, Xbox Game Studios, Rockstar, Sega, which, like we just said, is going to be taking Sonic and Yakuza, Square Enix, Take-Two and 2K Games, and Warner Brothers. But but they they say that they offer access to over 2,000 titles. And they do still have uh, some pretty major publishers. They have Valve, Epic, Riot, Ubisoft, Electronic Arts, CCP Games, Bungie, and Bandai Namco. So it's it's not like see what I think is going to happen, and this is my prediction on this is that these guys are going to do just fine with the major publishers that I just read off that they still have. Okay, I mean uh, to be look at look at all the games on Valve. I mean, and what you could be playing on Epic, on Riot. You know, uh, playing. Uh, Uh, You know, going on to Epic and playing Batman Arkham Knight, you know, in, you know, streaming it to you in 4k. I mean, it would be absolutely insane. It's already a beautiful game. But uh, I think what's going to happen is they're going to do so good with the the titles and the publishers that they already have that these other these other companies, uh, most of them are going to come back they're going to come back with their tail between their legs and they're going to you know basically what's going to happen is it's not going to be what they thought it was going to be when they originally started this whole you know you know publisher you know sit down with Gforce i think they made a huge mistake man and i think Gforce is you know they they kept it cool they kept it low key and now they're coming out and they're saying guess what if you haven't opted in by May 31st, you're going to be removed. You can't use our service, and they're going to regret it. I honestly think they're going to regret it. So, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm sorry, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. So the actual, so currently the actual news piece newest piece of news as of the recording of this podcast that we have on Sega is that Sega is rumored to have a huge revolutionary announcement in the works that will be dropped next week. The major scoop is set to be revealed in the next issue of the iconic Japanese video game magazine, Famitsu. So Famitsu is going to have the official scoop on it. It will coincide with the company's 60th anniversary, Sega's 60th anniversary, which is insane. 60th? That means that they were around in the 60s? (laughs) I don't know what Sega was doing in the 60s, but 60th anniversary. That's crazy. Um... It says the announcement will be on par with Sony's confirming of the first official details of the PlayStation five. So this is just crazy because I know we're going to laugh about this. Um, I'm sorry. I'm taking over the news again. Don't worry Um, about it. (laughs) This is crazy because let me talk about this because I won't be able to relive the confusion that I have right now next week when we know what the actual announcement is. Um, the confusion is the word revolutionary. To say that it is a revolutionary announcement that is going to be on par with the PlayStation 5 and to also say that the scoop is in a video game magazine that would probably focus on hardware is also interesting because yeah. as far as hardware goes, Sega is like long done with the hardware industry and um the Dreamcast was their last hope and it got killed by the Xbox um, coming into the playing field, and there were four different uh, players in that generation, so one had to go, basically. Um, so for them to try to come back when it's just as crowded, if not worse, <laughs> um, would be very interesting, Um Also, it'd probably be unwise because Sega has just recently kind of got their feet back stable as a game publisher. They're actually now a respected game publisher and it took them a while to get back on their feet and they're in a good position right now. Um, Also, Sega has recently released a mini version of the Genesis that was pretty successful and there's a lot of people that really admire what Sega used to be. So, it would make the most sense for this announcement to be a Sega Dreamcast mini or something like that. But in no way would that be revolutionary. So that word revolutionary is really confusing. Um, and I guess the shot in the dark that, and the thing is you wouldn't say it's revolutionary if it was just games. Yeah. Um, if you're just, if they're just going to announce two new games that they have coming out or something, that's not revolutionary. Um, there's also rumors, some people are jumping on this hype train, that Xbox has bought Sega because Xbox was the first to bring Fantasy uh, Star Online over to America mm-hmm. on their Game Pass service. So there's rumors that Microsoft just outright bought Sega. That would be ridiculous. I don't really think that's real. Um, but also, that would not be revolutionary. <laughs> That would just be a transaction. That would be big news. The word revolutionary may just be badly translated from the Japanese um, magazine (laughs) or the guy who's speaking for the magazine. Maybe it's not revolutionary. Uh, The only thing that revolutionary could also refer to is if it is hardware and it's not a console. So think, what if Sega decides to come out with a competitor to the Switch? That's my shot in the dark right now. I would be more happy with Microsoft buying Sega, but I think my shot in the dark that I could be right is that Sega might be working on a handheld that is revolutionary as far as hardware goes. Because Sega, if they were to re-enter the console field, um, they would die because of the competition. Um, There's not only... PlayStations, Xboxes, and Switches. But there's also GoFundMe and Indiegogo projects like the Atari VCS that is a disaster. And then there's streaming platforms that are coming out. This is a terrible time to enter a console <laughs> generation because there's already too many people that are putting their hands in the bucket, you know? So the only thing that makes sense to me is if Sega is rumoring a Revolutionary design. So the Switch is a portable that also connects to a television. Mm-hmm. If Sega is working on something that's, I don't know, a cell phone that transforms into an actual pro controller or something, I don't know. Like if they're working on a piece of hardware that we've never seen professionally done, but we've only seen it in like schematics, maybe that's what they're talking about. But it doesn't make sense from any of those other possibilities to be quote revolutionary or even a big announcement. So I don't know. I'm really excited about it just because they've hyped it up so much, and it's either going to be seriously disappointing or it's going to be ridiculously surprising. So we'll find <laughs> out next week. But um,
1: there's no yeah. gap there at all.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's like what could Sega have up their sleeve? Like nobody's been watching them. Like there's no one that's doing data mining of Sega to see what they're working on in hardware. Cause no one would expect it, <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: but yeah, go ahead. I'm done interrupting you.
1: Uh, well I was, well, when we were talking about the G force now, uh, one of the cool things about that right now is that steam cloud, uh, has rolled out their beta, the steam cloud play, which, uh, Uses the oh, yeah. GeForce Now streaming integration. Um, now you would need to download the uh, GeForce Now client and connect it to your connect your Steam account to it. Um, but uh, basically, you'll be able to. There's a limited number of games that you'll be able to stream through the Steam Cloud Play. And uh, yeah, man, uh, it's it's really kind of cool because at the same time. <laughs> these game developers shitty i really interrupted your no you didn't dude you're good um (laughs) but because i i didn't realize that this story was actually going to tie in so well to it because uh um so
0: are you saying that people that pay for geforce now will have to sign up for steam cloud to play it their steam games
1: it's a steam cloud client it doesn't say that there's a cost for it or anything
0: so they're just setting up a way for GeForce Now to have like a portal basically. Yes. And
1: what's cool though is these other games, all these games can they they can use Steam as a backdoor to mm-hmm. uh opt in individually, dude. So I think this is how we're going to actually start seeing more of these games cuz Steam has a lot of games uh that are actually opting out you know of the GeForce Now uh developer-wise. So it, it, I just think it's a cool way to I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to see more, more of these companies coming back into it. It's just uh, it's too good of a thing to pass up right now. GeForce Now is going to be the wave of the future. So, um, but let me get on to something. Yeah. New. Uh, Fortnite, um, they have an event that's coming up right now, and uh, that and the start of the next season have both been delayed. Um, the live event was delayed by one week. Um, it's going to take place at uh, on June sixth at two p.m. Eastern time, um, and that came out uh, actually today. They announced it. Um, they're calling the the event is called the Device, and it, it's you're going to see countdowns that are appearing in the lobbies. Um, there's a screen in the Battle Pass menu that shows it. Uh, there's hatches that are appearing in different places uh, throughout the game. So um, chapter two, season three was pushed back a week. Also, that'll launch on June 11th. That's the second one for the new season. Um, But yeah, it's obviously they've got a ton of people that are working from home, you know, due to COVID-19. It's not as easy for them to get, you know, these things out as quickly as they were, if they were at the actual studio. So, you know, it's understandable. Um, It is what it is, but yeah, so it's been delayed a week and the season two, chapter three has been delayed, but until uh, June 11th. So yeah, June 6th, June 11th, you'll be able to play your damn game again. All right. (laughs) Are you doing okay? Yeah, man, I'm fine. (laughs) You seemed really depressed about it. (laughs) I was just trying to give it some, uh, some feel. You know, kind of do that.
0: Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm kind of excited about season three Um to actually start it from the beginning. Cause I jumped into season two, like halfway through it. So, okay. I will be checking out season three whenever it drops. I'm sure.
1: thinking about playing it again too. Um I've got a nephew who loves, he loves Fortnite. He's actually way better than both of us are. And, uh, <laughs> I believe it. He, uh, He loves it. He plays it on the switch all the time. And whenever we go to a family thing or, you know, whatever he's, I know he's in there playing it and he sees me and he's like, uncle Mike, you got to come watch me play. So I go watch him play. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be playing that again. But anyway, what do you got, man?
0: By the way, that character you're trying to remember the name of, I think is Lilith.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, So, that's that's, uh,
0: who Kate Blanchett might be playing in Borderlands. Looks like Uh, it was released that she's, yeah, it was released that she's going to play a lead role. So that would make the most sense because that's the only character that you could make as a quote
1: lead. Next, they're going to have Matthew McConaughey in it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I really want to know who they're going to get to play Handsome Jack. There's the funny part is he's so like. Um, full of himself and ridiculously witty that about half of Hollywood's males already kind of try to act like him. So <laughs> there's, there's a really long list of people who could attempt it, but I am interested in who they would cast as
1: it. So how about I mean, Michael Weatherby from NCIS
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would work, but um, <laughs> it's interesting that Kate Blanchett is doing this. Um, It was really surprising to see her in uh, Thor Ragnarok,
1: Um, yeah.
0: And this is also even more interesting because at least Thor Ragnarok, on paper, you know it's going to be successful because it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's Hardy the third in the series, you know. It's no question, but Kate Blanchett does have multiple Oscars, and she's signing up to be a lead in a video game adaptation into a film. Um. And written by like, like low people, like the pe- people that are writing this movie are not like well versed. Like um, I'm kind of a little bit worried because the director and writer are not the highest caliber that you would want for a Borderlands movie. Um, but Kate Blanchett's like top tier, <laughs> so it's crazy that they're. It's like they're low balling other parts of the budget of the film but it looks like they're at least trying to get the actors to make it entertaining, which I, I, I think I would, I like B tier actors with B tier writing, but it looks like they're going with a tier actors with uh, D tier writing. I'm probably really shooting some shots at someone that (laughs) has no idea that I exist. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let me finish up what I got in news real quick. I don't have too much left. Um, Oh, yes, this one was great. Um, They released numbers of how many consoles had sold in just the month of April. And these numbers are ridiculous. All three consoles set records for their generation. Um, The Switch sold 800,000 units in the U.S., which is the most that the Switch has sold in a month ever. The PlayStation 4 sold 400,000, which was the most that it has sold ever. And the Xbox is not too far behind with 330,000, which was very surprising that it was that close to the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of units. Um, that's close to... It's, it's like exactly one and a half million consoles sold <laughs> in the US in April. And to say that they all set their records is crazy because I know it's mostly pushed by the uh, the uh, so self-quarantine that we have. But those are beating Christmas numbers. These things had launch dates. <laughs> this is beating all of these consoles' launch months. So if you took December from when Xbox and PlayStation 4 came out, it's beating that <laughs> randomly in April <laughs> after these consoles have been out a long time. So that's crazy. These consoles all put up their best sale numbers randomly in April of 2020. So um, it's really good for console sales, um, but a lot of the rest of the economy is still hurting. Uh, It's not as funny as I made it out to be when I laughed, but um, (laughs) uh, consoles are doing fine. Uh, Consoles are hard to keep on shelves, so more power to them. Um, Is it the last piece of news I have? Last piece of news I have is that there are Scott Pilgrim revival rumors. Um, I'm a huge fan of the actual original graphic novel of Scott Pilgrim by Brian Lee O'Malley. I love every one of the books. Uh, they're great fun reads, well animated. Um, it, they are just, they're just a trip. They're really entertaining. It's got a great style, very witty. Um, And the movie that was adapted (laughs) from the graphic novels is also a very fun movie. It was very underwhelming at the box office, but it has gained a cult following like it should um, in the years passing. And about a month ago, there was a rumor that the film was going to come back to the theaters this summer. Of course, it's kind of now in limbo because, like, Are there even going to be theaters open, you know, in the summer? So um, it coming back to the theaters is really cool because it's like there's a short little revival of Scott Pilgrim. But the more interesting thing is to coincide with it, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, the original author of the book and the movie, uh, tweeted Ubisoft (laughs) that made the game the Scott Pilgrim versus the world video game and basically said re-release the Scott Pilgrim video game and Ubisoft responded with the emoticon of the like thinking <laughs> so it's made everyone suddenly like get really excited because if you don't know <laughs> anything about the Scott Pilgrim um, versus the world video oh, yeah. game it's one of those games that is notorious that it is an unavailable period because it was a digital only game that was removed from the store so if you didn't own it and already have it downloaded it downloaded it if you didn't already have it downloaded and owned there's no way you could play it it's one of those games that has completely disappeared and it was because of I believe music licensing issues and um, it's been a no brainer that this could have been probably easily fixed and re-released because it has also got a cult following for ROM hackers it's a game that a lot of people try to get when they start you know making raspberry Pis and stuff um, it's just one of those games that is just sought after. So for Ubisoft to like flirt with the idea of maybe re-releasing it to coincide with the re release of the movie would yeah. be really cool. And that you just hope cool. that they don't they you hope that they don't repeat the same problem. You hope they don't release it in the same format without getting rights to the music or something. Yeah. And then they have to take it down again.
1: <laughs> maybe do so, a remaster, you know. Yeah,
0: they need to do a remaster and they need to release release it on a physical copy. Yes. That way there are physical copies in distribution for people that are ridiculously nervous about it being only digital. <laughs> so, that that would be really cool. It also would be really cool if Ubisoft partnered with uh the movie to like package it together with a re-release of the movie on like Blu-ray. That would be really dope. Um to have a physical copy like in a deluxe version of the DVD would be a lot more manageable because to, to tell you the truth, I'm sure that one of the things that, things that is preventing them from wanting to release a physical copy is the fact that can it actually push enough units because it is a lot more... Um, what's the, What's the word? It's a lot more niche, the actual audience for the game so like would you want to make a bunch of games Uh, Blu-rays are a lot cheaper to make than um, you know Nintendo Switch cartridges so to do it on PS4 and Xbox is pretty cheap probably but they would probably keep it off the Switch unless they know that you know they really want it and to tell you the truth once again with the Switch's sales the Switch is probably the actual target demographic of a Scott Pilgrim versus the world video game Uh, It just, it just is like made for the switch. Like when you look at the animation of the game, it just seems like a switch game. So uh, maybe they'll release it digitally on switch and then physical copies for the other two. But um, once again, this is not confirmed, but it'd be really cool if Ubisoft, you know, did something while they were trying to, you know, bring back a hype for the film that has built this cult following. So pretty cool. It'd yeah, be really cool, cool if something comes of it. So, that's all I got. Uh, you got anything else?
1: Yeah, I got a couple more quick stories. Um, one of them is a really cool one that I just found about the um, uh, earlier today about the Xbox Series X. Um, this is really neat, and this is what I think is going to be a huge selling point for this uh, Xbox is that the Xbox Series X can now add HDR and 120 frames per second support to older games. So what that means is that some games that you have that are older games and we're talking about Xbox 360. We're talking about older games, dude, will almost double in frame rate. Um and have automatic HDR support. So what they're talking about is some of these older games that have a, th- a 30 frame per second locked frame rate pr- is uh, frame rate is going to be jumped up to 60 and 60 is going to be jumped up to 120 they're saying it's basically going to double everything right off the bat. The cool thing about it is that um the HDR adding HDR to existing games um is going to it's going to be something new called the HDR reconstruction technique. So it'll be done at the platform level so it requires no work from any of the developers. Um basically it's it's the platform itself. The 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 mm-hmm. uh, Series X is going to upscale and reprocess the game in HDR, so you could see all your older games that you used to play just run better and look better, and on yeah. the new Series X. So I think I think that's going to be a huge. Huge selling point for Xbox for Microsoft when this comes out, Uh, because that's that to me is a huge deal for these people that collect these old games. I still have a box of old games from uh, an old uh, Xbox. Uh, God, it has to have been the 360 might even be the original. But uh, yeah, this is—they're yeah, it uh, saying it's going to be from <laughs> Xbox, Xbox 360 all the way to one. You know that these you're going to be able to play these games on the Series X, and it's going to upgrade it for you automatically. So it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. I'm mm-hmm. really excited to see uh, when it finally comes out. To because uh, I'm going to buy one. I mean, I'm I'm already saving for it. When it happens, I'm going to buy one. Uh, I'm going to probably try to order it so that I can make sure I get it. But yeah. I'm, it's really a cool idea. Um, the, uh, there's a, a guy, he's the partner director of program management for the Xbox platform team. His name is Jason Ronald. I was looking for this quote while I was talking, but he said that uh, in an interview that he did that in partnership with the Xbox Advanced Technology Group, Xbox Series X is going to deliver a new innovative HDR reconstruction technique, which enables the platform to automatically add HDR support to games. And it says that basically, as the technique is handled by the platform, it allows them to enable HDR with zero impact to the game's performance. And all Xbox original titles, Xbox 360, is almost 20 years ago, well before the existence of high def. And it's really cool, man. I mean, it was just a matter of time before something like this happened. But yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like what you were saying a little bit ago with that whole thing with Sega, and they're probably going to be doing some sort of a handheld. That makes sense to me, too, uh, when you were saying that. But um, for anyone to jump into the console war right now with PlayStation and with Sony and Microsoft doing what they're doing, because Sony's not going to be a joke either. But I honestly have a feeling that uh, this is Xbox's year. This is Microsoft's year or uh, season, I should say, when these two new um Uh, platforms come out so yeah man i'm excited to see this though because you know just imagine it all those old games you have and it's going to be like playing a crisp clean version of that old game it's going to be really neat
0: yeah um that's just crazy because i was like looking at pre-orders i keep waiting for them to put a pre-order for the series x up um, yeah yeah and the thing is i know that they're, they can't do that until they have a price, which means they can't have a price until they know PlayStation's price to beat it. So we sadly cannot pre-order a Series X until PlayStation releases their price. <laughs> so we got to play the waiting game.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, last little thing that I have for you, guy, is that um, Pokemon Go Fest uh is going to be held online this year. Um we all know why. Because of the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, I'm pandemic. pretty
0: excited about this actually.
1: Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be from you know, to me it's kind of neat because think of how many people really want to go that can't go, but now everybody can go. So you know this thing is going to be huge online. It, it's July 25th to July 26th and uh like, like they say, it's usually held in select cities across the globe um, and it allows people to meet in public, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it also has expanded to Japan, Germany. It's gone all over the world. So uh, basically you're going to be able – this is the first time that people are going to be able to go to both days of the event because you can only attend one day out of the live event. Uh, in mm-hmm. the past so it's kind of neat and it's going to be uh they have to obviously increase you know how many tickets they're going to sell because think of how many people are going to want to go um right it, i already have
0: to put in time for these dates i usually oh, take really? off work yeah oh, really
1: to- <laughs> yeah. oh wow dude that's awesome man because
0: they're they're large they're large hour
1: slots so you if you stream you're- it dude oh wait you can't can you you can,
0: but I've not really set up for that. I know people that stream mobile games, especially outside. It's a pretty it's a pretty uh adventuresome thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'll definitely talk about it because let let me butt in just because Yeah,
1: please do, because that's all I really I play, have. On it. I,
0: play, I play I probably play Pokemon Go more than any game, to be honest right now. Um but we had tickets to go to the St. Louis Safari Zone event. Which was in St. Louis way back a couple of months ago. And it got canceled because of COVID. And they allowed you to play the game from wherever you were with the spawns and the event things that you would have experienced if you were in St. Louis. You could experience them anywhere. So this is not going to be too crazy on their part because doing that for the safari zones. Um, for Pokemon Go Fest should have been a trial run. If they have hiccups and trouble, which it used to be notorious for Pokemon Go is they didn't know how to do anything. But if they have hiccups and trouble on this remote version of the Go Fest, that's unexcusable. Because I understand a lot more people will be taking a part of it, but they already had a trial run with these other events. So it should be very similar to the Safari Zone from home. And I think it's cool that they're allowing you to actually purchase it, knowing that you can play it from home rather yeah. than give it as a bonus. If you already purchased tickets, which is what we did. So, um, yeah, definitely. I will be. I will be really excited about that. So
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it looks like it's pretty cool, man. I And I know a lot of people that that actually enjoy and play that game, too. So, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be neat. To see uh, how that all ends up, I, I bet it's gonna, they're gonna have to raise those tickets though. I mean, not the prices, but just the amount of them, just because of the sheer number of people that are gonna wanna go to it, you know?
0: Right. I don't know if they're on sale yet, but I should definitely
1: check, cause. Oh, yeah. That might not be a bad <laughs> idea.
0: <laughs> they might sell out pretty quick, being that anyone can go now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it used to it'd be like if you bought the ticket, you better know that you can also buy a plane ticket, you know? So being True. that it's anywhere it's a lot more accessible now so there's that right on is that it that's <laughs> all i got bro okay um well um quick show today uh short and sweet uh just like me um <laughs> <laughs> but we will have <laughs> Another episode very soon so uh, be sure to follow us and put on your notifications on Spotify or on Yeah, absolutely. um Apple Podcasts so, so that you can keep up with whenever we post a new episode because the number one thing that I get asked about our show is what day do y'all release episodes on? And I have to be like it could be at any point. <laughs> but seriously, um if you put on your notifications, you'll get updated immediately when new episodes come out so uh, appreciate everyone going and leaving us reviews uh, you can keep doing that and um, once again just thanks for listening and um, what's our what's our tagline
1: <laughs> uh,
0: oh yeah and remember and remember <laughs> <laughs> and remember it's not the newest news in gaming
1: unless it's new to us.
0: there you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god.